basketball fans in the congregation this morning will remember a man named Manute Bowl. That last name is spelled B-O-L, Bowl. He was born in Africa, in the Sudan to be exact, a country that has been ravaged by violence and civil war for decades, literally for decades. And he played 10 years in the NBA for four different teams. But most of all, Manute Bowl was a very devout and also a very charitable Christian. He died tragically of a skin disease last summer, the young age of 47. A week after his passing, John Shields, who's a professor of government at Claremont McKenna College, wrote a column about him that ran in the Wall Street Journal. Here is some of what John Shields wrote. Often sports journalists use the term redemption to praise individual performances of NBA superstars. Thus, the Associated Press reported that Kobe Bryant found redemption after he won a title in 2009 without the aid of his nemesis and former teammate Shaquille O'Neal. Manute Bowl, who died last week at the age of 47, is one player who never achieved redemption in the eyes of sports journalists. His life embodied an older Christian conception of redemption that has been badly obscured by its recent usage. Bowl, a Christian Sudanese immigrant, believed his life was a gift from God to be used in the service of others. As he put it to Sports Illustrated in 2004, God guided me to America and gave me a good job, but he also gave me a heart so that I would look back. He was not blessed, however, with great athletic gifts. As a center for the Washington Bullets, Bowl was more spectacle than superstar. At seven feet, seven inches tall, and 225 pounds, he was both the tallest and thinnest player in the league. He averaged a mere 2.6 points per game over the course of his career, though he was a successful shot blocker given the fact that he towered over most NBA players. In fact, I will tell you, he was so tall that he could get his hand above the rim without jumping. That's tall. Bowl reportedly gave most of his fortune, estimated at $6 million, to aid Sudanese refugees. As one tweeter feed aptly put it, most NBA cats go broke on cars, jewelry, and groupies. Manute Bowl went broke building hospitals. When his fortune dried up, Bowl raised more money for charity by doing what most athletes would find humiliating. He turned himself into a humorous spectacle. Bowl was hired, for example, as a horse jockey, a hockey player, and a celebrity boxer. Some Americans simply found amusement in the absurdity of him on a horse or skates. And who could deny the comic potential of Bowl boxing William the Refrigerator Perry, the 335-pound former defensive lineman of the Chicago Bears? Bowl agreed to be a clown, but he was not willing to be mocked for his own personal gain, 
as so many reality television stars are, Bull let himself be ridiculed on behalf of suffering strangers in the Sudan. He was a fool for Christ. During his final years, Bull suffered more than mere mockery in the service of others. While he was doing relief work in the Sudan, he contracted a painful skin disease that ultimately contributed to his death. Bull's life and death throws into sharp relief the trivialized manner in which sports journalists employ the concept of redemption. In the world of sports media, players are redeemed when they overcome some prior quote-unquote humiliation by playing well. Redemption is then deeply connected to personal gain and celebrity. It leads to fatter contracts, shoe endorsements, and adoring women. Yet, as Manute Bowl reminds us, the Christian understanding of redemption has always involved lowering and humbling oneself. It leads to suffering and even death. It is of little surprise, then, that the sort of radical Christianity exemplified by Bowl is rarely understood by sports journalists. For all its interest in the intimate details of players' lives, the media has long been tone-deaf to the way devout Christianity profoundly shapes some of them. And it certainly did shape the life of Manute Bowl in many, many ways. I thought of Manute Bowl's story as I was reflecting on today's three scripture readings. In that first reading, for example, that text from Zephaniah 2 and 3, God promises to preserve a remnant, a faithful remnant of his people. This Old Testament prophecy was written at a time when most of the nation of Israel was into idolatry and serious sin. They were not interested in Yahweh and his law. Forget it. That was not their interest whatsoever. But you know, most of the nation was not all of the nation. Some, a relatively small number of people, did remain loyal to the truth the truth that had been handed down to them from Moses himself. They were the faithful remnant of their day. You know what, my brothers and sisters, no matter how bad it gets in the world, and it can get pretty bad, as we all know, no matter how bad it gets, God always has his remnant. That's good news. You might say that Minute Bowl was a part of God's faithful remnant in the modern world of professional sports. John Shields, the author of that article I just read from, would certainly agree with that statement. We should pray this morning that God will help us to be a part of the faithful remnant in today's world, a part of his faithful remnant in our families, in our place of employment, in our school, in all the settings and circumstances of our lives. In today's second reading from 1 Corinthians 1, St. Paul says this, He says, God chose the foolish of this world to shame the wise. And God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly and despised of the world, those who count for nothing, to reduce to nothing those who are something, so that no human being might boast before God. The wise of this world often become absorbed in the things of this world. And where does it ultimately get them? 
people like Manute Bol, who see the bigger picture, and to always keep the ultimate goal of life in mind, these are the people who are often considered foolish, impractical, out of touch. But I would say they are the ones who are truly wise. So would St. Paul. And then we have the Beatitudes of today's Gospel. Think about how some of these relate to Manute Bowles' life of faith and charity. Blessed are the poor in spirit. In other words, blessed are those who know that they need God in their lives. Manute Bowl knew that he needed the Lord to fulfill his true calling in this life, which was not to be an NBA superstar. It was to be a man who helped his brothers and sisters in need in his home country. He knew he couldn't do it alone. He knew he couldn't do it on his own power. He needed God's grace. Blessed are those who mourn. Manute Bol mourned deeply for the sufferings of his Sudanese brothers and sisters. And think about it, my brothers and sisters, it was that mourning that was at the root of his charity. You know, God can bring good out of everything, even our suffering, even our sorrows. His sorrows gave, root, gave birth to an incredible charity that can happen in the lives of all of us. Blessed are the meek. In other words, blessed are the humble. Manute Bol was deeply humble to the point that he was willing to look like a complete fool for the sake of those in need. Blessed are the merciful. Mercy was very clearly evident in Manute Bowles' words to Sports Illustrated back in 2004. Remember what they were? He said, God guided me to America and gave me a good job, but he also gave me a heart so that I would look back. Look back to my home country. Look back to my suffering brothers and sisters in the Sudan so that I would look upon them with mercy and do something to help them. Blessed are the peacemakers. I read this past week that Manute Bold did whatever he could do to help bring peace to the warring factions in his country. That, of course, should come as no surprise to us, given the kind of person he was. And finally, blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil falsely against you because of me. Hey, look at that seven-foot-seven-inch freak, Manu Bull, what an idiot, pretending to be a horse jockey, skating on skates, my goodness, boxing William the Refrigerator Perry, what a fool. I'm sure Manu Bull heard insults like those quite often, maybe even every day. Now, please do not misunderstand me. I am not canonizing Manute Bowl today in this homily. I am not declaring him a saint. That's for God to do, not me. Manute Bowl was a human being. Manute Bowl was a sinner, as we all are. That means we should pray for him and for the repose of his soul, as we should pray for all of our deceased relatives and friends. But I mention this today, my brothers and sisters, because there's a lot about this man's life that was good. 
and certainly worth emulating. May God help us to do that and to live the Beatitudes faithfully in our own lives so that we will experience all the rewards, all the many great rewards that they promise.